It was as if they didn't even want us there. When I went down for the free breakfast the next morning, they just gave me like three big loaves of bread and butter. <laughs> and I mean, you like 50 people could have eaten this amount of bread. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 260. There are about seven times more Americans claiming Irish descent than there are people living in Ireland. And on St. Paddy's Day, everybody's Irish. It's the new year, and of course, that means everyone is turning over a new leaf. A lot of you have New Year's resolutions and you're doing new things. And for me, one of the new things that I'm doing this year is traveling with the new Tortuga Outbreaker backpack. And it's a little strange at first because I've been traveling with the regular Tortuga backpack for so long over the last two and a half years. They just come out with a new Outbreaker backpack. And so it seems a little odd to put that old Tortuga on the shelf and take the new Tortuga Outbreaker backpack out. But it's been really cool. On this trip alone, um, first real time that I've taken out and tested it and uh, been out backpacking and been out traveling, and I absolutely love it. One of the cool things is that it has a lot more pockets to it, which, of course, allows me to store a lot of the things that I have, podcasting equipment and computer and things like that. But if you are looking for the perfect travel backpack, uh, Tortuga Backpacks has really outdone themselves this time with the Outbreaker Pack. You can check that out over at TortugaBackpacks.com. And no matter what Tortuga Backpack you get, no matter what you purchase over there at TortugaBackpacks.com, use the promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who has put up with my numerous travel quirks, including always buying water that's too big to fit in the cup holder and losing my wallet for another year, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, everyone. Happy New Year. We're really excited to be podcasting today because this is like one of our favorite podcasts that we do, I think. Yeah, I love doing the three-part year in review series. So what we'll be doing today, guys, is we're going to be giving you all the stats and superlatives on today's show. So we're going to talk about how many miles we traveled, how many accommodations we stayed in, how many different beds we slept in, give you all the nitty-gritty stats, which are always fun and take way too long to figure out. And then we're also going to give you the superlatives. We're going to be talking about um, you know, what our favorite accommodations were, the craziest things we did, biggest mishaps. So we're going to give you some quick hitting superlatives as well in this show. Then next week, we're going to be talking all about food, food and drink, not just food, food and drink. Food some and of drink. our favorite things. Yeah. Best meals, throw in some worst meals, talk about wine, coffee, beer. And then the third part of our year in your our year in review series is when we go into our best experiences. A little bit of more of a deep dive into specific experiences that we consider the best of 2016. Last time, last year in 2015, we had 24 best experiences. We did wow. rank them. I don't know how many we're going to have uh, this year, but that is our 
year in review three-part series, and the stats always take a long, long time to figure out. Well, unlike... I th- probably other people who are way more organized, we wait till the end of the year to put all of our stats together instead of doing it maybe month by month as we go along. So it's kind of like after Christmas, we just sit at our laptop, go through our email and our calendar and, you know, find all of the things that we've done. I think so. last year when we did this podcast, I promised that I would do it, you know, as we went along in the year of 2016 instead of waiting to the end, which was not the case, of course. Wait till the very end. And as you mentioned, we'll have like different tabs open. We'll be going through our email. Where did we stay this day? I mean, going back a whole year and determining where you were every single night of that year takes a lot of Instagram searching, a lot of Facebook searching, a lot of email searching. Again, we'll like look on hotels.com. We'll go into Airbnb. So it takes a lot of work. Luckily, Heather's memory is a bit better than mine, but we go through and every single night tell you where we've been. So we're going to give you all those stats today. Another reason I'm super excited to record this podcast is we're recording from a brand new country. We have never, ever recorded from the country of Ireland. And, and right we've now, never, ever before been to the country of Ireland. That's right. And right now we're at the awesome Milltown House in Dingle, Ireland, sitting here looking out over the Dingle Bay. It's absolutely gorgeous. So we're sitting in this big, huge bay. I mean, pardon the pun, but I guess that's what it's called. A bay window <laughs> overlooking the bay out over the water. We just spent all day driving around the Dingle Peninsula. It was epic, epic scenery. Here. Beautiful. Absolutely stunning coastal drive. So here, let's get into it. We're going to start with the numbers, and then we'll get into the superlatives. And the numbers this year are pretty surprising. And I'm not going to promise that we're going to do it as we go, because it is somewhat fun, even though it takes probably seven hours to actually go through and and see where we've been. But the miles flown, we'll start with that, the miles that we actually flew in 2016, way down from 2015. And I flew 29,609 miles, and that was over 15 different flights. Yeah, that doesn't seem like very many. Because we didn't take any huge flights. It was all, you know, back and forth to Europe twice and then a a little bit inside the U.S. And that was really it. We didn't really have any of those long haul Asia flights down to Cape Town or anything that we had in in 2015. A whole year without going to Asia or Africa or anywhere other than basically Europe and in the U.S. Yeah, and I went to Israel, and that was my longest flight. So 29,000 miles I clocked, and you clocked in at 23,022 miles, and that was over 13 flights. Hmm. So I uh, beat you there. You beat me there. Although I don't think you really care that I beat you. I think, I think it's more of a thing that I uh, like winning more than you care at all. Overland miles, we did a road trip to New Orleans, which is about 3,300 miles, 3,351 Went down to North Carolina for my brother's wedding, 12,000 plus miles. We did a road trip around London, London, Scotland, London. Not a road trip. We took the train, some of it, and we drove in Scotland. And that was a substantial amount of miles. About 1,300. We also then drove around the country of Georgia, got driven around. Most, by, yeah, we mostly got driven around. Um by our friend Akko, which I'm so glad he was driving on those dangerous mountain roads. Which will be coming up shortly. Uh, some of these roads were some pretty hairy uh, times, about 662 miles there. Did a road trip around the world with my parents, 907 miles, and we went out to Pittsburgh and back. Woohoo! So it's all these crazy destinations, and then Philly to Pittsburgh. So when we include our overland miles, it's only the big trips. We're not like including everything that we drove or everything that we saw and did. I didn't even include like going around Israel, but just these kind of the big portions. 
came out to about 8,048 miles overland. So total miles I traveled this year, again, this is only the big things, including layovers or anything crazy, um, was 37,657 miles. Wow. And I only come in at 31,070 miles. Which last year we were both in the 70,000 mile range. So a lot more, as you're going to see, staying at home because now this is to me, always the most fun part about doing the stats is, as you mentioned, going through every single day and determining where we slept and just looking at the differences, even if it's in hotels and the differences between like an upper class hotel and some of the uh, not so nice hotels we're going to talk about. But this year, there was a drastic change in the places that we stayed because for a whole year, we had our own house outside of Philadelphia. And so we stayed at home substantially more. So overall, again, I won this year. Last year, you beat me. You had 74 place beds Ooh. you stayed in. 74 places you stayed last year. I had 72 this okay. year. We flipped it a little bit. All right. You have 58 places that you stayed. And I come in at an even 50. Yeah. And so to break that down for you guys, our house in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, the home that we own and, and we took back August of 2015. We took it back. Took it back. (laughs) Took it back August of 2015. We moved back in August of 2015. So we've had it for the whole year of 2016. I spent 227 nights in that house. How does that make you feel, Mr. Wanderlust? It actually, when when I asked you to guess how many nights you had done in our home, uh, you guessed 180. And I was thinking, no, it's not that high. It wasn't over half the year. It was well over (laughs) half the year. So it feels a little... Strange, but well, I mean, there are 365 days in a year, so we spent a lot out if we were only home 227. Yeah, about 140. You were home 230, so three more days at home than mm-hmm. I was. Um, then we also bought, as some of you may have heard, um, if you're on our email mailing list, we bought a property in Philadelphia at the end of 2016, just in December. So we bought an, an, a property there that we're going to be airbnb out. If anyone's interested, if you're coming through Philadelphia, let us know. We'll hook you up with a cool place in Philly, sleeps eight, great beds, totally furnished. But anyway, we both spent seven days there at the end of the year getting it ready, and uh, and it's downtown in Philadelphia. So that, was, that will obviously, I assume, increase in 2017 because now we've got a, a pad right there in downtown Philadelphia. Which is pretty fun. Pretty fun. So then we stayed at a lot of friends' houses because, you know, when we're traveling, we like to stay with people we know because it's a lot more fun and we get a lot of nice local tips. So uh, actually, wait, did I, did I beat you on this one? Yes, because have, you, you wait. Maybe I have more friends than you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. Um. <laughs> so Trav came in at forty different nights at a friends' houses, and I came in at forty-five. We then spent. I spent sixteen nights at members of our family's houses. Uh, so that'd be Heather's parents, my parents, your sister, your brother. Things. I like think that. people understand what family. They understand is. what family. <laughs> I spent sixteen nights there. You spent twenty-two. Okay. So again, more more time at friends and family's uh-huh. house for you. Than myself. And surprisingly, this next one, hotels. Trav has thirty-nine nights, and I only have thirty-two. That's actually surprising because I'm the one who likes hotels more than you. Yeah, I think a lot of that. A lot came from my solo Israel trip. We did we did a few nights in hotels there. Uh, I spent a few nights in hotels in Toronto when I was up there in the beginning of 2016, things like that. Yeah, so 39 hotels. Again, these 
uh, nights in hotels. These run the gamut, and we'll give you, the when we get to the superlatives, you're going to hear some of the really good ones we got and some of the one specific one, which was uh, called a hotel, but it was awful. 39 nights for me, 32 for you. Then we, we kind of split it up between hotels, what was things that were classified as hotels, and then guest houses, which would be th- places with substantially less rooms than a hotel, probably places with, with 10 rooms or less. I did nine nights at guest at guest houses, and you did five. And then hostels, which makes me happy that this decreases every single year. Only four nights for Travis at a hostel and only two nights for me. That is a good year. Will 2017 be the year that Heather has a zero Hmm. in the hostel category? I hope not. I still love hostels. No, I don't mind hostels, especially if they're cool and nice and and all of that. Unfortunately, the ones that we spend some time at, not, not, not the greatest ones this year. A cool category this year and a new one this year, one that we didn't have last year, was nights at readers and listeners' homes. So when we did our road trip, uh, we did reach out to people and say we're coming through. Fortunately, we didn't. the road trip wasn't as long as we wanted, and we didn't get to see all of you, but we spent, both of us, four nights at homes of EPOP readers and listeners. And that was a really cool thing to do. First time that we... We did that and got to stay with people and really meet them. So uh, big shout out to um, Julie and Brad in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We did a night with them and Pepper and Corey down in New Orleans, three nights with them. So that was really, really neat. So four nights total there. Cabins. Cabins. I guess we did have a little cabin action this year with an equal amount of nights for both of us coming in at four. Four each. And we'll talk about those. We I spent four nights this year on planes. You spent three nights, and that was substantially down from what we spent last year, which, again, always nice that we weren't spending that much time on planes. That that just makes sense. We didn't have as many long-haul flights. And the last category, and these were equal for us as well, Airbnbs or, um, you know, apartment rentals or anything like that. Both of us clocked in at 12 nights this year spent in Airbnbs. Well, if you include our own, that's plus seven. There you go. (laughs) If you include our own Airbnb place, that's plus seven. So... Two-thirds of the year, or, or close to uh, two-thirds of the year, we were in our own home. And as we mentioned, the rest were scattered all around. And um, throughout that time, we visited uh, the amount of countries that we visited. I visited nine. And what was really cool about visiting nine countries this year is that seven of them were new. Yeah, and I visited eight countries this year, six of which were new. So we did go to a lot of new places, despite the fact we didn't travel as much as previous years. Yeah, and those countries include Canada, not new for either of us. The Netherlands, brand new country. Norway, brand new country. Georgia, brand new country. Greece, brand new country. Uh, The UK, not new. Not new for either of us, but we spent a good amount of time there and more Mm -hmm. time than we had ever had in London, which was great. Scotland, brand new country. Ireland, brand new, and Israel for Trev. Yeah, so a lot of newness this year, which was really cool, and I think that that kind of seems where our travel is trending a little bit, is maybe not as as many days out on the road, but s- making specific efforts efforts to get to specific places. Well, another trend that we did this year was working a lot more from home and then traveling more just for travel. So we didn't work as much from the road. I mean, if we had to do a little bit of work, we did. But, you know, we wanted to be able to travel just to have fun. And we did that a lot this year. Believe it or not, travel, just have fun. It was awesome. Um, As far as the states visited, uh, we'll just run through all the states that we spent time in. And three of these were new for me. Two of these were new for Heather. So Pennsylvania, 
obviously not new. We live there. Hello. PA, New Jersey, New York, New Hampshire, Virginia, Maryland, West Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, all not new for either of us. But then we spent some time in Alabama, which was brand new for both of us. I spent not really much time, but we were in Mississippi driving through and uh, we did stop and get something to eat. So that kind of, we classify that as a place that we spent some time. So that was brand new. Uh, Louisiana, Georgia, the state. So we were in Georgia, the state and Georgia, the country this year. And uh, then I spent some time in Michigan because I, excuse me, not Michigan. I, I don't know why I said Michigan, <laughs> Illinois, Illinois. Um, because I went out to Chicago. So that was brand new for me. And when I was in Chicago, you were spending time in Miami. Absolutely. So I was in Florida. So those are all the stats. And it's hard to believe that in about 12 minutes, we rattled off all the stats that took us about, as we said, probably seven to 10 hours to compile. To be fair, Trav compiled most of those stats. So yeah, a he... bit of a stat geek. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a stat nerd. And uh, But there you have it. So lo- lots of cool stuff that we did this year. Uh, it's always interesting to see the number of beds in the place that we stayed. If you're someone who wants to go back and figure out every night that you stayed, Hit us up on Twitter, at Pack of Peanuts, and let us know how many different places did you stay this year? Can you beat either Heather and I? I was at 58 different places. Heather is at 50. So um, let us know. If you go back and compile them, that'll be cool. Hit us up on Twitter. And what we want to move on to now is more of the superlatives and the the awards for this year. And we'll start with accommodations um, because, as you know, we've spent a lot of time in a lot of different places this year, 58 places for me, 50, 50 for Heather. and what was kind of neat for me, being a super frugal and uh, sometimes called miserly by my partner here. Um, I that, would never. I would never say that, that. The most expensive place that we stayed this year actually was not that expensive at all. Yeah. And I mean, both of the most expensive places were not our favorites in in any way, really. But the most expensive place that we had was an Airbnb that we had in Bergen, Norway, which makes a little bit of sense because Norway is very expensive. Um, and that Airbnb was $250 a night. Yeah, and what was cool is, you know, it was a two-bedroom and we split that between my parents who were there together. So really, we were paying $125 a night. The other place that we stayed that was the quote-unquote most expensive, which is pretty funny when we're thinking about it, is a Marriott in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Why a Marriott in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania would be $200 is beyond me because no offense to Pittsburgh, not my favorite city. And (laughs) Neither of our favorite city. It was okay, but a Marriott in Pittsburgh coming in at $200 a night. Again, we split that two ways though because we shared it with another couple. So what was neat was that this year, we and we'll get into this a little bit later in the episode, but we didn't do a ton of really hardcore budget travel in terms of like staying at hostels and really low end places. But we didn't spend, we found a really good mixture, I think. And we got a lot of good value, which we're going to talk about in just a minute of the places that we did stay. So we're staying in these middle range places, but all that were pretty cool. So nowhere really broke the bank. And I think that for us, that's a little bit, again, how our travel is trending, where you know it's not super, super budget. We're finding good value middle range places and not blowing the bank on something extravagant, but finding awesome places at, a, at an affordable price. Because for me, it's, it really is about that, you know, that kind of um, meshing point of cost, convenient, and comfort. So those are the most expensive. An Airbnb in Bergen, $249 a night. Marriott in Pittsburgh, $200 a night. The cheapest place that we stayed, again, not your favorite place. The cheapest place? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was looking at the best value one. And I was like, I like 
which the best value one. Um, That's the, coming up. Yeah, That's the, coming up. The cheapest place, which was David's Guest House in Signagi. Um, which is in Georgia. Right. The which country. Is, which is in Georgia. And so it's this cute little wine region. And the town itself is actually really cute. And Georgia not being a very expensive country, we could have probably spent $50 and had a really awesome place to stay. But Trav had found this, I don't know, on Hostels.com or something. Hostel Bookers. No, I don't I even know. Not. I don't know what it was. And it got it good reviews, house. but it was it was actually awful. I didn't really like it at all. I wouldn't say it was awful, but it, David's it was Guest clean. House in Signagi was $23 a night. So that was the cheapest place that we stayed. There was a But there was a bunch of places that were right in that range. And so one of those places, and we've got two places listed here as the best value because they are totally different types of places, even though they're in the same country. The one, Sheena Guest House in Omalo, which... I don't want to spoil anything, but we'll definitely be on one of my on my best experiences list in Omalo, Georgia, $25 a night. And what was included was also the meals. So we got breakfast, it, it was dinner, incredible. and a room at Sheena Guest House for $25 a night. And the one thing that we noticed right away when we arrived is we sat on the beds and they were so comfortable. And they had these really nice plush comforters like duvets. And it was up in the mountains. So even though it was the summer, it was really cold up there. So they had a very cozy spot. And I mean, really- you're, yeah, well, you're in a town of less than 100 people. And in the winter, it goes down to three people. And it's you have to be on a road that takes you about five hours to get up to this place. So it was very surprising for us that that the mattresses were super comfortable. Like we expected, we'd be sleeping on a cot and it'd be hard. No, Sheena Guest House. If you if you go to Georgia, you should get to Amala. If you get to Amala, stay at Sheena Guest House. There's only two options: that and another guest house. And what was made it even better value, as you mentioned, they gave you breakfast and dinner. But when we say, "Oh, like breakfast and dinner," we're talking a spread. Yeah. Uh, I mean, spread. I mean, so much food, you couldn't even eat it all if you tried. No, they stuffed us each meal so that we never even had to eat lunch, uh, which was good because there wasn't really anywhere to eat lunch <laughs> up there. But $25 a night, it was, it was awesome. And then on the flip side of that, some place that's a little more expensive, still in Georgia, but we're going from a guest house in the mountains to basically a five-star hotel, also in the mountains, just in another area. In another area, such a cool hotel called Rooms Cosbeggy. And it's just levels above any other accommodation in the small town slash city of Cosbeggy. It's really beautiful. And we only paid $70 a night, which we got a deal because, again, our friend Akko hooked, it up, hooked us up because he happened to know somebody who worked there. But even usually, it's about 140 if you book in advance to 200 a night. Um, if you don't book in advance and you try to book at the front desk and they kind of like don't give you a good deal, which is not that cool, but whatever, even at 140 or 200, it would still be a really awesome experience because it's not prohibitively expensive, but the atmosphere and the decor is super, super cool. One of the best hotels we've ever, ever stayed at. So if you're going to splurge and you're in Georgia and you're like, yeah, we can afford a, a, a couple nights at like a higher end place, Rooms Cosbeggy, the deck that they have. Looking up at the Gurgetti Monastery and, and Mount Cosbeggy, that alone is worth it. So little tip, even if you're not staying there, you can go out on this huge, expansive deck, hang out there all day. Yeah, they have get a, a great drink. restaurant oh. or if you just want to drink. So definitely visit this hotel, even if you don't stay there. Yeah. So Georgia wins hands down for the two best values. Sheena Guesthouse in Omalo, Rooms Cosbeggy in Cosbeggy. Um, worst value, though, Georgia also wins for. And uh, and and 
this actually, I had forgotten about this hotel until you brought it up. Like we were making this list. Unfortunately, there's no way I can forget about this hotel. It was that bad. So we did a little excursion in Georgia where, you know, when we were actually at Rooms Cosmetics, Trav and I both got pretty sick and we were feeling like not traveling so much. So our friend Akko again was like, okay, well, I'll just drive you to this part of Georgia, you know, that has like some caverns and canyons and, and whatever. So he brought us and he said, I have a friend who has a hotel there. Well, for whatever reason, we didn't stay at the friend's hotel. I guess it was... It was, it was too expensive, I thought. Which wasn't... It was I mean, my fault. Trev thought it was, it was like too 70 expensive. Bucks. It I was going to be too expensive. 70 bucks. He's like, oh, let's do something cheaper. Because for some reason, when we're in a cheap country, Trev thinks we have to stay at cheap places. Even uh, though, again, like... Again, it's all about value. It's all about value. But like, here we are in Dublin, and we stayed at this great hotel in... Well, when we were in Dublin two days ago, we stayed at this great hotel that was $93, such a value, but that's because in Dublin, $93 is a value. But in Georgia, yes. $70 is too expensive. So my husband is insane for all of those listening. So we didn't stay at the $70 hotel because Trav deemed it too expensive. Instead, we went across the street. We went across the street to the Argo Hotel, which was 40 bucks. Which is still pretty expensive for what it was. It was like this weird Soviet era, like gaudy. It's very hard to paint this picture for people. Dilapidated. Than, I don't even know. It was other than weird. to say this town existed only for Stalin and his men to come to and relax. in. so it was like a resort town that they made in Georgia. But then after the fall of the Soviet Union, no one came there anymore. And no one so goes it's there like anymore these still. Huge palatial places that have basically become ruins. Not really ruins, but just yeah, a little bit dilapidated. And there was this one place that was still operating called the Argo Hotel. The lady didn't speak English at all, but it was like decor from the 50s, super gaudy, very weird. It was as if they didn't even want us there. When I went down for the free breakfast the next morning, they just gave me like three big loaves of bread and butter. <laughs> and I mean, you like 50 people could have eaten this amount of bread. It was a very strange It was place. very strange and it wasn't very comfortable and it certainly wasn't very nice. So that was for sure. The worst, the worst value, worst value, and to, maybe the worst com- accommodation too. To, to rattle off just a few other, not to rag. We don't like to rag, but you know, so that you know, some other bad value we had. We stayed at a hostel in Oban, which was in Norway. So not that this value was that bad. It was 50- not in Norway. It's in Scotland. Excuse me, in Scotland. I don't know. Why I said Norway. Um, in Scotland. So you know, fairly pricey country overall. But it was fifty bucks. But the problem was, well, a it was not nice, and b there was no reason for us to actually go to Oban. Yeah. So just- if you're in Scotland and you're kind of making the loop and you go to the Isle of Skye, which is amazing and highly recommended, and then from Skye, you know, a lot of people go to Glasgow. Just Go to Glasgow. Don't stop in Oban. Don't read up that this one seafood restaurant is the best you'll ever have, and then it's a cute fishing village. It wasn't worth it. Well, it was also raining really hard. Doesn't there. matter. It, it was yeah. <laughs> Just go, avoid it. Don't we shouldn't go. have gone to Oban, but no, no big deal. The house wasn't that great. And then I will say that one more worst value here, and this is only because we had a good value, and this will come. This will have to come into 2017 because the good value was after the new year. But the bad value, the Morrison Hotel in Dublin. We actually used our points to book it, but if we were to pay cash, it was going to be 200 euros a night and a great location. But the $90 one that we got went to after that, when our points ran out, was better. Bed was more comfortable. 
Um, so I, I thought the Morrison Hotel way overrated uh, if you were actually have to pay. Yeah, I, um, I didn't mind it. But yeah, it wasn't anything to write home about. All right, moving on to some of our favorite accommodations. We talked about our least... So, well, we'll just rattle off the least favorite because we already talked about them. The hostel in Oban, didn't love it. No. The Argo Hotel in Georgia. <laughs> the old Soviet <laughs> I don't think one. most people will ever happen upon these anyway. So good for you. You don't have to pay too much attention to avoiding them. But cause... the favorite ones you should happen upon. And these are awesome. Um, there was a place... I, I This has to be 1A and 1B in my mind. Or at least... Uh, I mean, for you, can you pick between Hotel Senia in Paros and Rooms Cosbegi in Greece? I cannot pick between the two of them. So if you're listening, go to Greece and go to Georgia and make sure you stay at both of these places because Hotel Senia is amazing because it's on the island of Paros, which is a great Greek island. It's really like a nice size that you can get a motorbike or a car and go around. But Hotel Senia is this wonderful boutique hotel that has an amazing restaurant with delicious food and like an infinity pool that looks out over the water. And it's just so relaxing and great. We had the best time there the best time yeah and it books up quick because i think they have 25 or 30 rooms so there it's a very popular place highly recommended by a lot of people so if you are going to paros book early hotel senia great infinity pool and awesome restaurant that you can go eat at even if you're not staying there and it's very uh fairly priced like it's actually cheap for what it is some of the best food we have some of the best food yeah, yeah, and we already mentioned Rooms Cosbegi in Georgia. Um, I'm going to throw another one in here that, that Heather wasn't at, because this is when I was in Israel, a place called Shulamit's Yard. Um, you have to Google that if, if you go there. We'll also link it in the show notes, com slash pods. You can get all the show notes there, of course, as always. But Shulamit's Yard in Israel was just this really, really cool house that this lady had opened up. I think we had, there was like six rooms or eight rooms in it. Um just a really fabulous place. And then I want to throw out two other ones. Not that you could stay at these places because we, I mean, we stayed there, but they're not accommodations that you can buy or stay. At. But one is the fact that we got to stay in Angerdal, Norway with Jason from Zero to Travel and his wife, AD, at a cabin right across from her parents' place in Angerdal, the middle of nowhere, Norway. Um, and the cool part about this cabin was the fact that it had a grass roof a sod roof a yeah sod roof. It, i mean travis really likes the thatched roofs that you can find you know in the uk and also these sod roofs that are popular in other countries like norway and i don't know why he enjoys these things i just so i always want to stay somewhere with a sod roof it had a sod roof and it was a really cool spot and we had a good time the spot there. was cool and it had a nice view of some mountains and yeah i mean it was definitely a fun stay for sure yeah and another one of my favorites was we when we were in georgia we stayed with a mountain guide named johnny in his wife's parents cabin in the mountains that you would never be able to find i can't even tell you. we couldn't find it and we knew that our guide knew where it was so anyway just a really cool experience that we're staying in this very remote cabin in the middle of nowhere in georgia and having a basically a party with their family at like a kind of like a family reunion type thing so it was uh, very fun very neat so those are some of our favorite accommodations for the year that wraps up accommodations for flights last year we talked about our best and worst flights this year we didn't really have a best flight because we didn't fly business class at all unfortunately <laughs> not i don't know why we well we did fly business class once from greece to excuse me from greece to london yeah but it was but it was nothing. just yeah it was yeah anyway so we'll just give you the worst flight and uh actually heather doesn't even really have a worst flight all this might have been bad for you 
um, because of how sick I was. But going from Tbilisi, Georgia to Athens, I got very, very sick the night before. We're going to talk about a mishap that we made in just a second. But I got really, really sick. So I spent the five hours on that plane basically trying to make sure that I didn't throw up the whole time. It was very, very awful. Um, One more stat before we go on to the last bit of superlatives. I got sick, so sick uh, that I was basically throwing up and incapacitated three times this year while traveling. I know, Um, and you never get sick, so it's like it all happened in one year. So maybe 2017, you won't be sick at all. Either I'm becoming... Either like with age, my body is weakening substantially, <laughs> possibly, um, or it was just some bad luck. But uh, in Georgia, got really sick for a whole day, 24 hours. Um, in Greece, got sick, whole day, 24 hours. And um, in Ireland here, just a couple of days ago, I was really, really sick. So I've been hit with the 24-hour you know, travel stomach bug three times in one year. Ah. <sighs> Yikes. Yikes. All right. To finish off this list for this year, we've got some uh, superlatives, including a fun one here. And that's the craziest thing that we did this entire year. And immediately when I asked you when we were making these notes, I'm like, what's the craziest thing we did this year? You, I mean, I hadn't even thought of this and it came out. I of don't mouth. know how you could not have thought of this because driving that road in Georgia up to Omalo. I mean, it's the third most... Isn't isn't it the third most dangerous road in the entire world? Yeah, I think. I mean, so, you know, BBC If you follow us like on that. social media at all, I think we put up a few videos. We had the um, camera outside of the car at one point, which we didn't actually put that footage up yet. But it was just insane. It's all dirt roads. It's all over the mountains. If you're not heavily drinking... It's scary. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it is a crazy road. Um, you get, I think, to the highest point is about ten thousand feet or eleven thousand feet. I mean, you were just—we've never been on a road like this. It's basically a one-lane dirt road for six hours, straight up and down these crazy mountains in the Caucasus. But we say it's one lane, but cars and big trucks, lorries, are coming both ways. So it's a one lane road with about a 7,000 foot drop off on the one side. So thankfully we were not driving it ourselves. Our driver and good friend Akko was doing that because uh, had we had we started we that drive, I think at some point we would have had to try to turn around. And how we would have turned around, I that know. I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> um, That was pretty crazy. For me, I had one that was just specific to myself um, because this was in Israel and I got the chance to go up to the Syrian border. So two two kind of crazy things all within a couple minutes. Um, we went up to the border with Syria and the guide was with us and we he we were within fifteen yards of the fence and you could see through the fence and he says on the other side of that fence are Al Qaeda operatives. So you're looking at the Al Qaeda operatives, which is pretty crazy. Um, you know, we you know, you're on your side of the fence. They're not trying to mess with Israel at this point because there's a lot of people know there's a lot of infighting in Syria itself. But just a very uh, strange feeling, especially for someone who, you know, we hear about Al Qaeda on the news and all that kind of stuff. It's never had to experience. So, yeah, I could just look through the fence at them. And then we went and had lunch in a bombed out Syrian army base, which was an awesome experience. And not it sounds crazy. I mean, there was nothing crazy happening as we were doing it, but it was a crazy experience in that you would never be able to do that had I not been with the few tour guides that I was with who 
who basically are the only people who do it. But um, yeah, it was on the Israeli side. It used to be a Syrian army base. Now it's Israeli, but it's it's you know it had been bombed out, and we got to have lunch there and explore. Just a a really cool experience. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And I'm a little, well, not a little jealous, actually, a lot jealous that you got to go on this trip. And while it was really nice to do a lot of solo travel this past year, um, where Trav and I went on a few trips by ourselves, I definitely want to get to Israel sometime. Yeah. And if, you, if you're someone who's been to Israel, you want to go to Israel, uh, we did a podcast on that. You can search for that. Um, I think it's called Why I Live Israel So Much or something like that. We also did a bunch of podcasts on Georgia. So you can, you know, any of our destination diary ones. Onto the category that I think Heather likes the best. I don't know. You can tell me. The best thing you bought in the year 2016. Um, it's and Maybe not my favorite category, but I do like to buy things, as most of you may know. And of course, I bought a lot of things in 2017, but this was a travel-related thing. So when we were on the island of... And when she says a lot, she means... Oh, okay, okay. While we were in Greece, there are a lot of really nice boutique shops on the islands and in Athens too, I assume, although we didn't see much of that since Trev was sick the whole time. But on the islands, you can find lots of cool, like local handmade things. And I bought a pair of really nice Greek sandals, which, you know, are really cute and weren't too expensive. You know, they were only like $25. So I don't know why you're giving me that look, Travis. But, it was um, just the uh, typical Heather, you know, Smalls <laughs> buying experience where we go into play. She's looking. She really likes it. She walks out without it. We walk down the street. She wants to go back. <laughs> and we go back. She looks at it again. And then like we leave. And the next day she's like, oh, I just really want to go buy those sandals. We go back. They're not there. It's just. This well, is- I got them in the end. So it was, that was my end. favorite purchase. Um, my favorite purchase. And this was the only thing and when we were going through our memory that we bought, that we brought back. And we like to bring knickknacks or, or even big things back from our travels to, to put in our house and, and give it you know a cool feel and bring back memories and things like that of some of our travels. And this was a perfect example of this. This was an amazing steel that we got and this was a real sheepskin rug from norway but not like we were in norway and like oh buy these handmade sheepskin rugs which you you could buy the shops and are still cool no we were lucky that we were hanging out with jason we were up in angerdahl in the middle of nowhere his father-in-law is a sheep farmer we went to his house and we got a sheepskin rug from his sheep that was made there in that area um, so as authentic as authentic can be. Which and, is Travis' uh, favorite thing. It is. And, uh, you know, we had to get home then. So we were continuing to travel on for a month and a half. So we stuck it with my parents, put it in a bag. and was like, <laughs> please try to get this through customs. Don't get it taken away. And they did a great job. So now we have a sheepskin rug from Norway if you visit us in Phoenixville. Um, Thanks to Jason parent, Jason's parents and also Travis's yeah, parents. So par- our parents. Aren't they great? <laughs> Aren't they great? Each year, one of the things that we do is we look back at the year and say, what was our biggest change? in our travel style. And we've already kind of mentioned a little bit about that. Um, And last year, the answer we gave was that we spent more on accommodations. And we certainly did spend more in 2015 than we had in 2014. Our travel uh, accommodation situation went up basically from very budget to to like mid-range, budget slash mid-range. And this year, I'd say we're still in that, that budget slash mid-range, again, looking for value. So we've spent about the same. So last year, that was our biggest change. This year, I think we stayed the same on that. But there was two things, I think, that were our biggest changes. And one of them we already hit on. 
Yeah, we took some more solo trips this year, whereas Trav went to Israel. At that same time, I went to Vancouver, British Columbia. Another time, Travis went to Chicago and I went to Miami. And we just, I mean, we travel a lot together and, and we definitely love traveling together. But since we've been doing it for so long, it is nice to do something on your own. So that was a really nice surprise. And I'm happy to be back on the road with you again here in Ireland because there's no one I would rather road trip with than you, especially because Trav does like 99% of the driving. <laughs> yeah, so you can so like today when I'm on this tiny little road, make sure we don't fall off the cliff. She just gets to have the camera out, head on a swivel. I'm like white knuckling. Oh, no. Um, no, it, we did. We traveled alone a lot more. We very rarely solo travel. And, and it it wasn't really planned, but it just happened that way. And I think it was cool because we've we've done podcasts on it, and you you might have heard it when we talked about what it was like to travel alone. And we we both really enjoyed it, and so it was nice to get out and do that and have those those trips that unexpected one to Israel as well as that when I went to Chicago and you went to Miami. The other biggest change, and we and we've touched on this, is that we stayed at our house way more, so we just had less days on the road than we had in previous years. Um, a lot of that reason because we actually had a house again. So Woo-hoo! yeah, uh, you tend to stay at your house a lot more when you actually have a house versus when you have to stay, you know, at your parents' house or your sister-in-law's house or stuff like that. So we spent a lot more time in Philadelphia. Um, and that was a good thing. So another good thing, um, and a superlative category that we always like is the most unexpected thing to happen to us, but in a good way. So what was the most unexpected thing for you? Had like something that you're like, yeah, like this was unexpectedly great. Well, we went to New Orleans for the first time. Well, I went to New Orleans for the first time. You went for the second time. And, you know, you were kind of excited to go back mostly because you knew how badly I wanted to go. But you weren't very impressed with New Orleans the first time you went. I wasn't impressed with the food. And we were there for a bachelor party. You were in a bachelor party. party. So you were doing bachelor party things. But when we went, we did, and when I say we, I say mostly Travis did, a ton of research about the best restaurants, the best happy hours, the best place to get a drink, and all of these superlatives that he loves so much, which is very apropos since we're we're doing this. Doing the show. (laughs) This show. But anyway, the food in New Orleans, we went to some of the best restaurants there, and Travis being the frugal budget deal value value obsessed person you know he found great restaurants that for dinner maybe you would be dropping a hundred dollars on but he's like hey they have a happy hour or hey they have a lunch menu where it's like half price this so while we did go out once or twice for dinner at a really nice restaurant most of the time we were hitting their happy hours and their lunch specials where you can enjoy the amazing gourmet restaurants at a fraction of the price and no we're not getting paid for this but i feel like i'm in a commercial yeah at a commercial for Um, new orleans but it was awesome. I, I would agree that it was awesome. And, you know, speaking of food, we are going, you know, a li- again, a little foreshadowing. Listen to part two or episode two of our year in review recap for 2016, because we're going to be talking all about food. Some of those restaurants in New Orleans will surely be on that, that list, especially one in particular, which uh, it's a fighting chance at our number one meal of the year. Um, I, I would agree that I did not expect much from New Orleans food. I didn't get what all the hype was about the first time I went. I tried to go to these places, you know, the first time I went that that were highly rated or whatever, but it I just didn't really think that it was that great and I didn't understand why people talked about New Orleans as a food city. Um 
until this second time. And we just, we crushed it. We had some amazing meals. So unexpected. Uh, when I gave New Orleans crap for their food, I got a lot of brush back like the first time I talked about it. And uh, it's redeemed itself. It's redeemed itself eyes. wholeheartedly. I still will stick to my guns that English food uh, and food in the UK. Not so great. So I'm always going to throw that in there just to <laughs> tweak people up because I know a lot of okay. listeners give me crap Moving about that. Moving on. Moving on. One, two, two unexpected things in a good way for me. One was the chance to go to Israel. I This came up unexpectedly and it blew away every expectation I had. I, I didn't have many expectations and I didn't know that much about it, to be honest, other than what you hear on the news and you know some historical stuff. Um, I loved it, and I did a whole hour podcast on why I loved Israel. So go uh, check that out if you're interested in Israel at all, or even if you're not. Um, it was not on high on my list to go to, and after I went, I have been raving about it and would suggest it to anyone. So um, Israel really blew away my expectations. Another and One more we actually have in this category. Yeah, and this, I think, is more you than me, because this was really high on my list to go to, but I was actually worried that... I had such high expectations that it was not going to reach them, but it exceeded them again. It exceeded them. So, and that's visiting the country of Georgia, which Trav was like his number one place that he wanted to go to in 2016. And mine was Greece. So we both chose those places this year for those reasons um, to to take them off of our bucket list. But yeah, I wasn't like too keen on Georgia. I didn't really know. To the point that you almost were maybe going to skip it, right? I mean, we had talked, you were like, I thought it was going to be tougher traveling and you weren't really feeling that. Yeah. And I mean, whatever the reasons were, I I wasn't that excited about going. But, you know, if Trav wanted to go to Greece for me, I was like, I'll go to Georgia for you. And from the second that we landed, well, not maybe not the exact second we landed since it was four o'clock in the morning and then we had a harrowing taxi ride to our Airbnb apartment. But let's say later that day. I mean, it was just a beautiful city. And the more that we did and the food is amazing and the people are amazing and all the things that we've talked about in other podcasts, um, it was awesome. And it definitely, definitely exceeded my expectations. Yeah. And I was very happy that it not only exceeded mine because they were super high, but but actually blew them out of the water. I mean, it was it was unreal um, how fun Georgia was. Now, to the flip side of that coin, I feel like we get all excited. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and the most underwhelming thing. We've got a few things listed here. One is Greece, but only at first. Yes. When we first got to Greece, well, Travis was super sick in Athens, so that doesn't really count. But when we first got to the island of Paros, other than, you know, really liking the accommodations, the, the whole scenery and the landscape of Greece, we were kind of like, well, if we're just sitting at this hotel, we could really be at any island in in the world and any beach but you know yeah boohoo but yeah right which kind of sounds obnoxious but whatever at first we weren't super blown away by the food or the island but then we got out more and we we got you a, know, we rented a motor scooter which was huge for us like then just exploring on our own i think we we're feeling a little trapped like we couldn't go anywhere yeah yeah so when we explored on our own because that's what we like to do and when we found some good restaurants because that's also what we like to do eat and when we don't have good food the trip isn't as nice certainly not <laughs> so greece at first like the first day or two but then after that we fell in love yeah. obviously like everyone else in the world and it was fantastic it was fantastic another thing that we had high hopes for was the drive between edinburgh and sky in scotland for some reason i i don't know if it was people told us this was a great drive or we thought it was it was pretty boring um it was not that great now 
the again flip side of that was when we got to the island of sky and the next day drove around there it was magical amazing. and stunning amazing so maybe we just misinterpreted people saying oh yeah the drive to sky is amazing so you know we drove this like three and a half hours like this is gonna be great we we're all excited that day and then we're driving we're like this is like yeah. it's okay but it so, you know so. and then we got to sky and it so was the great. actual drive was actual great. drive but the most underwhelming thing for sure for us speaking about driving was the blue ridge parkway yeah, well, we also went in April, so it was brown. There, you know, there was it wasn't even spring yet. Nothing was really blooming, so it was very underwhelming and not that pretty. One of the reasons we wanted to do this road trip down to New Orleans from Philly was because we wanted to. Actually, the main reason originally was we wanted to drive on the Blue Ridge Parkway. We're like, that's going to be our goal. We're going to drive the Blue Ridge Parkway and then just go wherever we want from there. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, we hit it too early, and it just was drab and we were very disappointed by that but the rest of the road trip was great so it didn't really matter yeah so once you get the food in new orleans you're (laughs) fine but and and we'll have to go back and obviously close to our house and um we're not saying the blue ridge parkway sucks don't get us wrong we're just saying when we went maybe don't go in april yeah maybe don't go in april um so those are the most overwhelming again flipping it around to something good and the neatest people that we met this year and that is you know when we talk about travel it really always comes down to the people. And when you hear us tell stories on this podcast or write about it on the site or, you know, if you travel a lot, you know that it usually your memories revolve around people and food for us too. But, you know, it, it's... And drinks and beer and coffee yeah. and wine. Anyway. But, it, it, yes, but the people like stick out in your mind. It's those moments and those interactions you have. And we are fortunate this year to meet some really, really, really neat people, starting with, uh, you know, in chronological order. No no ranking here of who's best. We're going in chronological order. Um, when I went to Israel and I got to meet Nir and Guy, who have been on this podcast, um, who I interviewed for this, the, the guys who run Puzzle Israel, this this company that's Israeli tour company, they are fantastic human beings. Um, Heather luckily got to meet them then when they came to Philly and hung out with us. And I could not think of better people to travel with. And I'm just really happy that then they became friends and they come through Philadelphia a lot and we get to see them a decent amount now because they are really, really fantastic people. Yeah, really great. And hopefully sometime in the near future, hint, hint, I'd love to go to Israel and do the Puzzle Israel tour. Yeah, well, I guess we got to <laughs> take on that. Um on our road trip, when we when we took our little EPOP road trip down to New Orleans and back, we were, again, very fortunate to meet up with readers. A lot of you guys crushed us with suggestions. Uh, crushed is an adjective I'm using in a good way. With suggestions and recommendations and, and hey, come Hospitality. meet. Hospitality. Yeah. Come meet us. So we hung out with Julie and Brad, which was super fun. We hung out with Jerry and we got to hear him play in his jazz band, which was amazing in new orleans again not to spoil but this story will be on our best experiences (laughs) list i'm sure um and then we also in new orleans got to hang out and were put up for three nights by pepper and Corey um down in new orleans as well so just so five e-poppers that we specifically got to meet on this road trip which was it made the road trip yeah it was so fun so fun and then we met two amazing people in the country of Georgia, one being our driver, whom we've mentioned multiple times, Akko. And yeah, and we say it's funny to say our driver because, I mean, originally he started out because he was going to drive us around on these really dangerous roads. But really, to call him a driver now, it's I, I almost feel like it's belittling. It's not meant that way. Like, he is a great friend. And uh, actually, yesterday sent me a really, really nice birthday message. Um, one of the first people to send me a birthday message. So just a really cool guy. And then um, Irma, 
who we met on a bus who we, and we tell that story on a podcast called The Reason We Travel. And it's just a fantastic story as well. So Irma, you know, totally haphazard, a beautiful Georgian lady who invited us into our home. So just so, some of the few, a few of the many really cool people that we met this year and no podcast would be complete because whenever I interview people, as you know, and as the listeners know, we always talk about the biggest mishaps. And of course, a whole year we had to make these mishaps. Wait a second. I'm, I'm reading over this list of mishaps and I have to say that I don't think I have any. Well, I was making <laughs> this list for myself. So if you can think of a mishap that you had, please, please enlighten us because I can rattle through some of mine. But I mean, dare everyone believe that I'm the only one who makes a mishap. <laughs> um, but, but I'll give you a few. And again, uh, uh, there's... One that was a mishap that turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me, and this is breaking my phone prior to Israel. I was in the lounge at Newark Airport. I was only going to travel with my phone, not my computer. It fell on the ground, cracked the screen, wasn't able to have my phone for 10 days. Long story short, I went 10 days without the internet, without my phone. And uh, and you loved every second of it. Except that I couldn't contact you as easily. But, you know, and, nice. Uh, but nice. when I made sure that you knew I was okay... Uh, 10 day digital detox in Israel made the trip probably two or three times better than it would have been if I, you know, was connected and on my phone and dealing, you know, like just, yeah, just otherwise engaged. Well, another one that I was actually there for was um, on the way to Asheville, right before. Wait, is this the biggest mishap of the year? Well, it, it's I, certainly the angriest. The I was. angriest maybe I've ever seen Trav. Actually, he was so angry that um, he got a speeding ticket on the way to Asheville. We were like literally fifteen minutes from our destination in Asheville, and we were going down this super huge mountain hill on the highway, and Trav was going. A little fast. He got pulled over, got a huge ticket, and it wasn't even a speeding ticket. It was like a citation for reckless endangerment of driving. It was insane. Um, Long process that he had to go through. It was a summons to appear in court. I mean, I could get really angry when I thought so to appear in court. They wouldn't just give me a ticket. They told me I had to appear in court. I said I wasn't even going to be in the country. I lived 10 hours away. He was just clocking people at the bottom of this hill on purpose because you couldn't there's no possible way to go 65 down the hill unless you're riding in first gear. And or you brakes. use cruise control. <sighs> anyway. A lesson that I learned the hard way, $500 Just be later, careful in North Carolina and don't drive too fast because you will either get put in jail or get a citation and you won't just be able to say, here's you know my money and I'll see you later. Two more that deserve mentioning. One, I, of course, did lose my wallet. This is just one of the few times I lost my wallet this year, but the most extreme when I lost it in Georgia, and um, I we couldn't find it, and then someone Facebook messaged me, a Georgian who I had no idea who it was, said that his mom, who spoke no English, had found my wallet on a roadside somewhere, and then we drove back and met them in this tiny little town in the middle of Georgia, and they returned my wallet to me. So all well that ends well. That's a story that deserves a longer podcast, but uh, definitely miss that because once again, I lost my wallet. Mm-hmm. It happens quite frequently. And then the last one is um, before we got on that plane ride to Greece where Trav was so sick. Apparently he's blaming it on some ribs that we ate the night before. Well, I mean, I didn't get sick, but... It was 1 a.m. We were getting on a plane at 5 a.m. And for whatever reason, we ordered a huge plate 
a huge rack of ribs. It was not 1 a.m. It was 10.30. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it was 1 a.m. by the time we uh, got done the ribs. Whatever. We ate ribs like way... three-hour rib session. <laughs> we ate... Who wouldn't be sick after that? <laughs> we ate ribs way too late in the night. That you, then you should be eating ribs. Um, and we also then were getting on a plane the next morning. I don't know why we ate ribs. We actually went to this restaurant saying, let's eat something light. And then for whatever reason at this Georgia restaurant, we have really good ribs. And both of us looked at each other. We don't even eat ribs ever. We're just like, yeah, let's get these ribs. And we did. And then I paid the price because I was sick for 24 hours. Couldn't even do anything in Athens. It, uh, it put me up. So the, I guess those are the four biggest mishaps. All of them, I guess, done by me. So Miss yeah. Perfect over here. Well, what can I say? 2017 was a good year for me. <laughs> 2017 was a great year for both of us and hopefully for you as well. Um, for the podcast, it was amazing. For the site, it was amazing. And uh, it, was, it was great for us to get to travel. And we love hearing all of your experiences too, all the emails that come in all the tweets and Facebook messages. Keep them coming. Let us know that you're out there traveling because for us, that is the best part of doing this. Yes, it's cool to recount it. Yes, it's cool to spend 10 hours going through all the stats and then recite them in 10 minutes. Um, but really, the whole point of this is is to help you travel. Uh, travel more, spend less, you know, is the tagline. Help you get out there and travel. So keep letting us know, again, as we go into 2017, um, all the travel that you've been doing. We love hearing from you there. Don't forget, as always, uh, if you are looking for a good travel backpack, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Check out the new Outbreaker pack. You can use e the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And we got two more parts of our year in review recap. So this was just the stats and superlatives, folks. We're going to be going into our best meals, um, food, drink, coffee, wine, beer. We're going to be hitting all that in part two. And then part three, we're going to be going into our best experiences. So some of the things we touched on in here will be finding their way onto the best experiences. That's part three. Um, our, we don't know how, the number yet because we're just going to make a list and then pare it down from there. Um, so our best experience is going to be part three. So we'll dive a little deeper into some of these stories and and recap some of the really cool things that happened to us in 2016. So we have those two coming out over the next couple of weeks. So check those out. Our 2016 year interview three-parter. This is just part one. I've got a question for everyone listening. How many beds did you sleep in? I mentioned this in the beginning of the episode. How many, I, I say beds, but I guess how many different places did you sleep in this Maybe year? Maybe some slept on the floor or on a couch or... That's true. It, it doesn't have, it to, have to be, be beds bed. because I guess if we're counting beds, Heather has... Actually, we slept on an air mattress for quite a few nights. Yeah, and Heather has, you know kick me out of our own bed sometimes <laughs> oh, she gets on. upset with me and i have slept in the guest bedroom so for counting beds i guess it's 59 and not 58 mm. um now how many places have you slept in in 2016 uh just a really cool exercise again get into gmail get into like instagram i don't know i don't even know how every year we're i keep thinking there's going to be a time where we wait till the end of the year and then we're not able to recount it but um it's pretty amazing we're able to figure it out every year but uh, let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. How many different places did you sleep in? And if you haven't done that before, start counting for 2017 and let us know next year because we'll be doing this again next year. So thank you guys again uh, for tuning in. If you're not on the email list, you can text the word peanuts right from your mobile phone. Peanuts to 33444. That'll get you on your or our email newsletter list. We're back at sending out weekly newsletters of like really cool stuff around the web and keeping you up to date on what we're doing. So if you're not on the email newsletter list, hop on there. Text peanuts to 33444. And that is it for our part one of our year in review recap. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as always, Heather, thanks for putting up with me for a 
whole nother year of 2016. Well, right back at you. And my many, many mishaps because you're perfection, <laughs> so I can't believe you slum it here with me. Thank you guys for tuning in for making us the number one rated podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris.